Welcome. It's Sunday, July the 17th. Glad you're back with us this Sunday. We're going to work this week and next week on finishing out our study of 1 Peter. This week we're going to be in 1 Peter 5 verses 1 through 6. I hope you've enjoyed this series. We've taken a couple of deviations along the way and kind of knocked out some other topics. But I hope this study on 1 Peter has been helpful to you. I hope you found encouragement in here. Uh, there's a lot of discussion in 1 Peter about suffering and things of the world. So uh, I hope that doesn't like get you down or kind of bear down hard on you. But it is important to know that in this lifetime, there's going to be times that things don't go just peachy keen for us. Uh, there's a good term that dates me back for years, peachy keen. But uh, sometimes there's just troubles that are going to come. And, and it's, it's not really because uh, it's easy for me to say about your troubles, but it's not about really how you deal with the trouble. It's how you come out of the trouble and how you move forward that really counts. So I hope these, uh, these sermons have been helpful. Uh, I hope uh, that it's been a benefit to you. And if you need any of the notes or anything, just reach out and let me know. So we're going to be in 1 Peter 5, 1 through 6 today. And I kind of camped out on toward the end of the passage at the beginning, it talks a little bit about elders and things, and it's going to talk about troubles and, and things again. But toward the end, it talks about humility. And humility is an interesting topic. Uh, humility is something that I probably struggle with. Uh, if we go all the way back to Moses, you know, Moses wrote that he was the most humble man in the Bible. Um, maybe it's just me, but I'm kind of thinking maybe if you're the most humble man in the Bible, you wouldn't have to write that down in the Bible, but you know he's Moses. Who am I to complain? So Erdman's talks about humility this way. Concerning an individual or group, it's sometimes referred to as the quality of being poor or needy uh, or even sometimes oppressed. Uh, more subjectively, an individual's being dependent on God and showing respect for other persons. Sometimes referred to as meekness or gentleness. Uh, is or synonyms for humbleness. There's really no clear distinction between humility and meekness. So in the various biblical translations, sometimes the words are used interchangeably. Uh, humility back uh, in the Greco-Roman world, uh, humility is talked about a lot as a theme in the epistles, but in the Greco-Roman world, many people regarded humility as a sign of weakness. You, uh, to show a humble nature, a servant nature sometimes, was a sign of weakness. And, and that's not really the message that Jesus had for us. Uh, back in that world, sometimes uh, humility meant lowly or, or servant-related. Uh, and those were terms that were disparaging words. They weren't used kindly. Uh, but really, to be to have a humble heart and humble spirit and to treat others with humility is certainly patterning your life after Jesus's life. And I think I've mentioned a couple of times, I don't know when Jesus is coming back. Uh, today, be a good day. Uh, be glad to see him today. But when Jesus comes back, I want him to find me reaching down, reaching out my hand to help someone. Uh, and that, that would really be the greatest thing that I could accomplish in my lifetime for sure. Paul uh, was very humble. Uh, the Christian community that had dispersed throughout the Roman world was a pretty humble community. 
And they were uh, talked about because of that. They were kind of uh, downcast in that society because of their humble, meek nature. The Lexham uh, Theological Word Book on humility says this, Humility can refer to a state of being, generally lowness in status, rank, or economic means. In this sense, humility is the opposite of importance or wealth. It can also refer to a virtue that involves a modest self-perception. That uh, certainly, I think, is true, a modest self-perception. In this sense, it's the opposite of pride or arrogance. So one of the quotes that I found that really spoke to me in getting ready for this was Andrew Murray uh, said this about humility, and this will come up on your screen. Humility is perfect quietness of heart. It is to expect nothing, to wonder at nothing that is done to me, to feel nothing done against me. It is to be at rest when nobody praises me and when I am blamed or despised. It is to have a blessed home in the Lord where I can go in and shut the door and kneel to my Father in secret and am at peace as in a deep sea of calmness when all around and above is trouble. That's really, I thought, a great quote, a great thing about what humility is. Humility and to be humble is something I struggle with, certainly. I mean, it's, it's not in, in the Western culture something that comes naturally to us. We sometimes get lost in our position of importance or pride or, you know, I have this amount of money or I have this kind of house or this kind of car. Those things are really completely opposite of what humility is. And humility really at its base core level is being able to be quiet with God and just rest in God and know that God will take care of our circumstance. So join me on the journey. We're going to talk, uh, we're going to go through the scripture and talk about what, you, what humility is. We're going to kind of foreshadow that Jesus was uh, expected, was prophesied to be humble when he came. So we're going to go on this little journey. So join me as we go. Father God, just thank you for today, and God, again, I just ask you for the right words to say. God, the people watching today or whenever they watch this message need to hear from you, not from me. So I just ask you to speak to their hearts and, and help us, God, in our hearts develop this nature of humility that really runs completely counter to what our culture is. God, especially in me, uh, just, just make this work for me. And, and make me quit one worrying and wondering about what people think and, and what my status is and really think and concentrate and, and think more about my relationship with Jesus. God, we just pray all this in Jesus' strong name. Amen. So get your Bibles out. We're going to go to 1 Peter 5, verses 1 through 6. Here's what Peter had to say. I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and witness to the sufferings of Christ, as well as one who shares in the glory about to be revealed. Shepherd God's flock among you, not overseeing out of compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not out of greed for money, but eagerly, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. Peter was pointing out to the people at the time, and Jesus pointed out to the Pharisees, the leaders at the time, that they were really more in a position of lording over the people 
they had just a ton of rules that had to be followed and and it was just a bad system that was set up and that was not the system that Jesus wanted his followers to to live under back to verse 4 and when the chief shepherd appears you will receive the unfading crown of glory in the same way you who are younger be subject to the elders all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you at the proper time. So there's some things that go with humility. Uh, our first point today is going to be that God commands us to be humble. God commands us to have humility. In 1 Peter 3, verse 8 through 9, a passage we looked at several weeks ago. Finally, all of you be like-minded and sympathetic, love one another, and be compassionate and humble, not paying back evil for evil or insult for insult, but on the contrary, giving a blessing, since you were called out for this, so that you may inherit a blessing. So God commands us to act with humility. God also exalts the humble. He lifts up the humble uh, when they're following the path that Jesus set out for them. In Luke 1, 52, it says this, He has toppled the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. In Old Testament times, especially the times where there were kings in the, in the land of Israel, under the, uh, governing over the people of Israel, the nation of Israel, the kings that humbled themselves and served their people really were favored by God. Those kings who lorded over their people and ruled with a real strict hand sometimes didn't receive God's favor just because of how they acted toward their people. So God will exalt people that are humble in nature. Next, believers ought to humble themselves before God. You know, if, if we're going to act haughty and, and say, well, look at the car I drive or look at the house I have or Look how much money I have in my bank account. One of the Instagram reels that I see now is the you turn the reel on it, it says your bank balance today is 12 million three hundred and something thousand. And you watch the people around you kind of respond to, oh my goodness, really? That's your bank balance? We just get caught up in that today. We get caught up in what money does, and that's not the treasure that Jesus wants us to have. Believers ought to humble themselves before God. God sees our heart. We can act haughty and rich and mighty out in the world. It's not going to get us anything. Um, maybe how our friends are acting. It may be how we think we need to act just to kind of fit in, but it doesn't get us anywhere. Those, those people and those things are just fleeting moments. And really, it's a lot more important to worry about the relationship we have with God and how our world view how our life is being portrayed out in the world because God sees that and God sees the condition of our heart back to first Peter 5 6 humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so that he may exalt you at the proper time if you're worried out there in the world about who am I appearing to in a certain way there are people that you work with probably, maybe you go to school with, there's people in your family that you wonder how they view you. And you may get caught up in the trap of trying to be something you're really not 
just to sort of fit into that system. But let me tell you, uh, look back at verse 6. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. God is where it comes from. God is where your power and your strength will come from. You can try to look good for all those people around you, but you're not going to fool God. So we need to be living a life thinking that we are living the life that the mighty God, the Lord that we worship, the God that created all the world around us, uh, put in place. Interestingly, this week there were some new pictures from space, uh, a new telescope that's out there that has taken images of our uh, solar system that, and, and they're seeing things that they've never seen before. Int I thought it was interesting last night on the news they were talking about, you know, we see this picture and there's this little thing here. We don't even really know what that is. And I thought, well, you know, at least they're honest enough to say they don't know. But, you know, every bit of that was created by God. And God knows. God knows exactly what it is. And if he needed us to know, he'd let us know. So instead of worrying about the people you see around you, worry about how you look to the God that sees the universe. And how is he seeing you? And that's what's most important. Humility uh, links itself with repentance. In 2 Chronicles 34, 27, because your heart was tender and you humbled yourself before God when you heard his words against this place and against its inhabitants, and because you humbled yourself before me and you tore your clothes and wept before me, I myself have heard. This is the Lord's declaration. Then in 2 Chronicles 33, 12, when he was in distress, he sought the favor of the Lord his God and earnestly humbled himself before the God of his ancestors. We need to be humble before God. We need to quit worrying about the people around us and what they think, and we need to focus on being humble before God. And if we can live that life, being humble before God, the people around us will come around. In fact, the people around you, when you live this way, will notice there's something different about you. You may get questions. You know, what, what is it? You seem to have something that I don't have. Well, I do. I have the love of God in my heart. And you can have that too. What a great way to start a conversation. Humility is also linked with God's favor. In Proverbs 22.4, it says, Humility, the fear of the Lord, results in wealth, honor, and life. Now, it doesn't say that being humble is going to make you win the lottery. Uh, you know, you, you may pray to God to win the lottery. And you know what? If it's in God's plan for your life for you to win the lottery, you'll win. Uh, just a, a, a quick hint to you, you won't win unless you buy a ticket. I don't play the lottery. I don't buy a ticket. So there's a pretty good chance uh, the, guy, the people that graduate from A&M, a little school down the road a little bit, would tell you you have about a 90% chance of not winning the lottery if you don't buy a ticket. Well, that's kind of an Aggie joke, but um, whoop or whatever, whatever it is you Aggies say. God humbles his people to renew and restore them. God, during history, has brought people to their knees. He has brought rulers to their knees to humble them to get their hearts back where they need to be. In Psalm 44, 9, 
but you have rejected and humiliated us. You do not march out with our armies. There was a time when the people of Israel were going to war and God's armies didn't go with them because they weren't humble. They hadn't acted the way that God had told them to act. They hadn't done what God told them to do. And so God didn't go with them. Uh, God let them go out alone. And that's not where we want to be. God will also humble the proud. In Luke 18, 14, I tell you, this one went down to his house justified rather than the other, because everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. There's great examples of people in the Bible that were humble people, excuse me, humble people that were exalted in their time because of their humble nature before God. Uh, David was one of these people. Paul was one of these people. Solomon, uh, Daniel, John the Baptist, Elizabeth, Mary, the mother of Jesus. All of these people had, at appropriate times, a humble and, and a heart and lived a life of humility and a life trusting God. And they were rewarded in their time and, of course, for all time because of their nature. There's a lot of other examples in scripture of humble people. If you're interested, uh, check out our verse of the week this coming Monday, and I'll put these notes in with that scripture passage. There'll be some more scriptures there for you to do some further research if you're interested. I hope you're enjoying the notes that we attach. We do those just so you'll uh, kind of have a little extra study if you want to. One of the most interesting things about a nature of humility is the example that Jesus lived for us in that. Philippians 2, 5 through 8. Adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who existing in the form of God did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. Jesus could have come to earth as the mighty, uh, raging king of the battle that the Jews were looking for. They were looking for a king to come and wipe out all their enemies. And what they got was a king that came in a low and meek form and taught and led and prayed and led by example. And they struggled with that. And, you know, rightfully so maybe in the time. The humility of Jesus was foretold in scripture. Zechariah 9, 9. Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout in triumph, daughter Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. And then in Matthew eleven twenty nine, Take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus told the people at the time, Take up my yoke and carry forward. We think of yoke, we use the wrong word probably. There is a yoke, a wooden structure that goes across the neck and shoulders of oxen that tie two or more oxen together so that when they plow in a field, they'll stay in, a, in the same rough, same pattern and one doesn't get way ahead of the other. That's not the yoke that Jesus was talking about. In Jewish culture, 
the teachings of the time were called the yoke. Jesus is saying, take on my teachings. Take on what I have commanded you and the examples that I have showed you. And if you will take those things on and learn from them, and if you'll be lowly and humble in heart, you will find rest for your soul. That's the challenge today. It's a challenge in today's world to live a life that's humble, a life that doesn't try to show off to our friends and to our family. Uh, sometimes it may be just showing off to ourselves. It's a struggle. It's hard to have a life that's humble. I want to go through the quote one more time from Andrew Murray. Humility is perfect quietness of heart. It is to expect nothing, to wonder at nothing that is done to me, and to feel nothing done against me. It is to be at rest when nobody praises me and when I am blamed or despised. It is to have a blessed home in the Lord where I can go in and shut the door and kneel to my Father in secret and am at peace as in a deep sea of calmness when all around and above is trouble. A quietness of heart where I can go in and approach God. There's lots of things going on in our world today. I don't know if you will watch this message on July 17th of 2022. You may watch it two or three, four years later down the road. You may stumble across this. I don't know what will be going on in your world at the time or our world. I know that today there's lots of troubles in the world. There are things going on that we just can't understand. But you know what? God knows. God can see from one horizon to the other. And God has it. God has a plan. Sometimes we just need to be quiet, be quiet in our heart and approach God. And instead of worrying and fretting over things, just, oh my gosh, what am I going to do today? What is my bank balance? It's probably not that 12 million something that's on the Instagram reel. Uh, it's maybe 12 cents in, in, in today's time. Uh, maybe $12 negative because of what we're going through with our inflation. But to find that quietness of heart to just bundle those cares up and hand them over to God. You fretting about them and wringing your hands and worrying, it's not going to change anything. You giving everything to God will maybe not change the circumstances, but it will change your heart. It will give you a peace of heart where you can approach God on your knees and know that everything's okay. This week, as you fret about the things that are going on around you, just think about that. Bundle those things up. Turn them over to God. He's got it. He can do it. He made everything we see. He can take care of my little troubles. It may be big to me, but to God, he's got this. So just bundle those things up and give them away. You don't really want them anyway. Let's pray. Father God, just thank you for the message you have for us today. God, thank you for the lesson that we find in your scripture. And God, thank you for always being there. Thank you, God, especially this week as we try to think about the message in your word. Give us hearts that can surrender and be humble to you. Give us hearts that can quit focusing on the things around us and focus on the thing that needs to be in us. And God, thank you especially this week. Thank you for the gift you gave us in your son, Jesus. In Jesus' strong name we pray, amen. I hope this helped. Have a great week this week.